Welcome to the Adventure Church Podcast. For more information about Adventure Church, please visit our website at adventurechurch.tv. Now prepare your heart for a message from God's Word. So today, we are going to recap the last five weeks that we've had. So I'm briefly going to touch on the main point of each one of our core values again. And my hope is, is by the end of the message today, that you will repeat these values so much in your head that you will know, hey, this is what our vision is as a church. These are what the values are that guide me. And the reason that's important is because if it's not just for us to have these values as an organization, as the leadership to go, hey, if if you are part of any company, any of that, they want the values to go all the way down to the bottom person on, on the food chain at the organization so that everyone knows the values and operates within those. And if we are the church, we are to be the church, you guys are the, the flesh of our church, the flesh of our vision while you're out in the community meeting with people as you talk to them and, and hopefully invite them to come and to be a part of what God's doing. You have to embody these values so they really know what we are all about. And if our church is going to accomplish the vision that we have, it's going to be because you are believing in these things and getting behind them. And so this principle actually is in Scripture. In 2 Peter 1, through, uh, 12 through 15, that should pop up on the screen there. It says, so I firmly always remind. Look at your neighbor and say, remind. Look at your neighbor and say, remind. I'm going to remind you of these things even though you know them and are firmly established in the truth that you now have. And so we've clearly established this morning that I don't even need to remind you. I have to re-preach all this so you actually remember what it was. There's nothing to remind. He says, even though you know them, we do that. I think it's right to refresh your memory as long as I live in the tent of this body because I know that I will soon put it aside as our Lord Jesus Christ has made clear to me. And I will make every effort to see that after my departure, you are always able to remember these things. So Peter's telling them, hey, look, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to recap this stuff that we've already talked about. You're already firmly established in the truth that I've, I've been preaching to you, but I'm going to recap it. I'm going to refresh your memory so that when I'm gone, so that when you're out in the community, that when you're not here on a Sunday morning, you actually know what this church is about, and you know what our values are, and you know what guides us and leads us. 1 Corinthians 15 says, now, brothers, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received on which you have taken your stand. And Jude 5 says, though you already know all of this, although I've already preached all of this once, I want to remind you, re-preach it so that the Lord delivered his people out of Egypt, but later destroyed those who do not believe. So again, even though you know this, I want to remind you. So today, we are going to recap our core values. The first one that no one was able to mention was action. That we want to be a church of action. That was week one, preview one, which is hard to believe, was uh, June, I believe, 6th was our first preview, or June 9th, something in there. So it's been over two months ago that we had this message was preached to you, and that we want to be a church of action because God's adventure, the adventure that we have, the adventure that God has called for your life, again, we're wanting to help you discover the life God created you to live, and if you're going to live that, it's going to take you becoming active in that vision for your life, and you becoming active in the vision of our church. James 2, 14 through 17 says this. It says, what good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing, and you say goodbye and have a good day, stay warm and eat well, but then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? So you see, faith by itself 
is not enough unless it produces good deeds. It is dead and useless. So obviously this is talking about our belief in God, our belief in Jesus, that if that faith, if that belief isn't active in the way that we live, I say it's what you, not just what you believe, it's what you believe is really what you believe. Your actions will really dictate what your life is about. And so you can say all you want. We've heard it said before, actions speak louder than words, right? So it's about being active in our faith that, hey, this isn't just something that I go to on Sundays. This isn't just something that I'd say this is my doctrine or my theology. You know, this is, this is something that drives my life, that we are going to be active. And so we want to be a church of action because God's adventure requires action. In order for us to do that, we have to realize that every step takes faith, which is courage and trust, to say, God, I'm going to take an action step. And then it takes faithfulness, which is obedience. So every step takes faith, that's the belief, that's the trust to go, God, I'm going to follow you, I'm going to do what you want me to do, I'm going to believe this, but then it also takes faithfulness to obey and to see it through. We talked about Jonathan and his armor bearer, that they said, hey, we're going to take action, we're going to climb this hill, we're going to go into battle, and it wasn't just climbing the hill and seeing that maybe these odds weren't in my favor, that they went through, that they trusted God, that they obeyed what God asked them to do. And what the coolest thing about that is, is that God always responds to faith, so your action with faithfulness. God always does that. If you look throughout scripture, when God asks one of his people to obey him and to take a step of faith and to to put their faith and trust and to have that courage to step out and to do something great, that God always comes through for them. He always came through. Moses and, and we, David and Goliath and, and Daniel and all these people throughout scripture where they took a step of faith for God and, and, and when the odds were not in their favor, they were, they were fighting Mike Tyson, right? And they went through, they got in the ring, they went round around and God always came through for them. And so as we be, uh, become a church of action, as the adventure that God has called us to do in this community, it's been so encouraging to me because God has been so faithful to us so far. If you remember back to when we first preached this message, we didn't have a stage. We were standing on the floor. We didn't have screens. We borrowed one. We didn't have a sound system. We borrowed one. We didn't have lighting. We borrowed stuff. We didn't own anything. We didn't have a trailer. None of this stuff was here. And so as as you have been faithful and, and as God has been faithful to us, that as we've taken a step of faith, God has responded with his faithfulness. He has provided everything that we need so we can be the church that he's called us to be. And he'll do the same thing in your life. He has a plan for you. He's written it out. And it's going to require your action. But when you take action for God, he's going to be faithful to you. So what's the first one? I'm going to help you. These are techniques, right? You used to do this when you take a test. You're like, all right, I just need to remember this information for 15 minutes. And so I'm going to cram as much as I can into my brain. And I'm going to remember it. Both you, so you would like do acronyms and stuff like that, and you'd come up with easy ways to remember stuff. Maybe you'd sing it in a song. So maybe over this week, you guys can put our, our values to a song, and you can teach it to, to your kids and to one another, and every day we'll come in and sing that song. No, we won't do that. But, uh, so God's adventure requires action. The second thing we talked about was commitment. Commitment, and, and that was kind of the, the part two to action, that we can't just be active for a moment or, or make one step of faith, that it's a commitment that we follow God every day, and that Christ calls us all to get involved. He calls us all to get involved, to know our role, so to figure out what is my gifting, 
What am I good at? What am I passionate about? And that's what we want to do at our church. We've talked about it before, is that, that God's given you a passion, and then God has a purpose. And so we want to do the best we can to align those two things together. The worst thing that you can have is a volunteer in a position that doesn't like it. It's the worst combination ever. Because many of you have jobs you don't like, but at the end of the week, you get a paycheck, right? Here, we're not paying you. We actually ask you to give us money. So why would you come here Give us money and do something you don't like. That's not going to last very long. And so we want you to find an area that you can be involved in that you're passionate about. And maybe there's not a role specific on our team yet that you go, hey, this is my passion. I've had people say, hey, I'm really good in art and I'm really good in these things. And I go, man, hold on to that. I promise you there's going to be a time where we need you to, to step into a role to use your giftings and your passions for God's purpose. And when you combine your passion God's purpose, it's powerful. It really is. And so that's what we're trying to do. But it takes commitment to do that, that there's an individual commitment to a group effort, is what Vince Lombardi said this. Individual commitment to a group effort, that is what makes a team work, a company work, a society work, a civilization work. Individual commitment to a group effort. So we have this action, this this vision that God has given us that we're getting active in, but it takes individual commitments from everyone on the team for us to accomplish the goal that we have. I thought I'd throw a Vince Lombardi quote in there since it's football season is right around the corner. Dude, how many of you are so excited that Saturdays are going to get so much better in like two weeks, right? Yesterday I'm like, oh, just two more weeks. Football, Buckeyes are back. But Jesus calls us all to an individual commitment when we follow him. Luke 9, 23 through 26 said, Then he said to them all, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow after me. The key word right there is daily. He must pick up his cross daily. The cross is a symbol of sacrifice, a symbol of commitment. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life will save it. What good is it for a man to gain the whole world, yet lose or forfeit his very soul? So Jesus is saying, look, you can, you can give all your giftings and all the, the things that I've given you, the, the best of what you have, you can invest that in your own kingdom and your own job and just get the house and the car and everything that you want and just stockpile everything that you have. Or you can actually invest that into me because he's saying at the end when we all face God, what good is it if you invested all that and you lose your very soul, the thing that lives on forever? And so he's saying, deny yourself, follow me, de- de- deny those desires and be committed to what I've called you to do. We talked about the three levels of commitment. The first one was benefit believers. It was so cool after the sermon because some of these pe- some people were so honest with me. But dude, definitely a benefit believer right now. I'm not going to lie to you. That's just where I'm at. I'm going to work up to convenient Christian. That's the next step for me. So, so I'm working there, but, and I'm, I'm going to get to that committed level that you're talking and preaching about. But the benefit believer is this, is I'll contribute as long as it benefits me. So as long as I like the music and, and you start on time, which I apologize, we started late today. We had a few uh, technical difficulties getting started this morning. But, but it, so it has, to be, it has to benefit you. So I'll come when there's benefit to me benefit believer. The second level of commitment is you have convenient Christians where they go, all right, I'll do it as long as it fits my schedule and it doesn't pull me out of my comfort zone, right? That's convenience. As long as it's convenient, as long as it fits, I'll be there, I'll show up, I'll contribute on that level. And then the level that Jesus said he wants us to be at, uh, our coach we talked about is committed Christians and all in Christians said, I've given my life to Jesus and his calls. And so I'm all in. I'm going to put all my chips in. One of the guys I've been talking to who's come in and, and made a commitment at one of our core team meetings, he said, look, I'm not a benefit. I'm not a convenient. When I, when I go in on something, I'm all in. I was like, dude, I love that. Like,
like, that's cool. Like, those are the kind of people we want. He's like, all my chips are in, so what do you need? What do we need to do? And I was like, ooh, let's just take it slow, all right? We don't, you know, you, you got to start practicing first before you get in the game. And so let's, let's, let's work our way up there. And so everyone's on a different level, but we all have to be striving to be all in with our life, to be willing to sacrifice, to be willing to focus on and live for what's important. And that's God's purpose. It's his kingdom. It's people's lives. It's the only thing. The, this side of heaven, the only thing that matters is people. That's it. It's the only thing that goes on beyond this life. We're all going to die. The only thing that you can make an investment in with your life that will live on forever is people, your family, your friends, all those things that God has given you responsibility over, but then people who don't know God. And so that's why we're here to start a church so that we can reach people who don't know God, who are far from them, who don't know that God created them and has a purpose for their life and are looking for that fulfillment, that God has called us to be committed to investing in those things as well. So action, everybody say action. Two was commitment, say commitment. Third was community, community. We should be known, and we, what we talked about here was the book of Acts, and let's, just, let's go ahead and read through that real quick. Acts chapter 2, 42 through 47, describes what's happening with the new believers. So in the community of Jesus, the, the, uh, Jesus is gone, the apostles get saved, Pentecost happens, and so this is the first sermon was preached, all these people get saved, 3,000 people make a commitment to this new community, and this describes them. It says, all The believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders, and all the believers met together in one place and shared everything that they had. They sold their property, their possessions. They shared their money with those in needs. They worshiped together at the temple each day. They met in home for the Lord's Supper, enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. That's that's an incredible picture that we talked about of what community should look like and that we desire for the community of our church to look like that, that we love each other, that we care about one another. And we talked about the, the three C's of requirements for community were commitment, which is devotion, which we've already talked about, consistency. If you're going to get to know people and do life with people, you got to be consistent. you got to show up. you got to be involved in things. And then care, that we genuinely love people. And so that would be my challenge to you as we are leading up to our launches and, and, and going to show the love of God to people is how are you caring for people around you, the community that you're in, the people that God has brought into your life. And 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 3, Paul said this. He said, if I could speak all the languages of earth and angels but did not love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. Do you remember when I talked about my daughter's keyboard? If you weren't here, my daughter has a keyboard. It's a noisy, clangy cymbal that's always going on in the background of our house. And while we were on vacation last week, Jess and I, uh, my, her, my in-laws bought her a guitar and a microphone that has an amp built into it. So it's, it's been a fun week at our house. Um, But it said, if I have the gift of prophecy and I understood all the God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains, but I did not love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it, but if I did not love others, I would have gained nothing. So we talked about as a church that if if love, if community isn't what represents who we are, that we could grow in numbers, that we could grow in influence, but Paul said, if you have all of that stuff, 
but yet love isn't the foundation of what is happening. He says, we have nothing. It's a noisy keyboard or guitar that plays in the background while you're trying to watch golf. That's what it is. And so we don't want our community, we don't want our church to be a a noisy, clanging sound that annoys God because we gather and we have people, but our people don't know each other, that there's no community, that no one's caring for one another. And in the, in the spring of next year, we're going to launch our, our community groups, I guess you'd call them our life groups, to where we're going to do life together, where we can care for each other, be involved in that way. And so for us to be the community that God wants us to be, love has to be the defining characteristic of our church as we reach out and as we reach in that we love for one another, we care for one another. So we have action. Everyone say action. Action. Commitment. Commitment. Community. Community. The fourth one was risk. Risk. Oh, that one, risk. That was a good message, right? That's what else I thought about too. I'm like, I must really not be that good. Like they, my wife can't even remember it, you know? She's like, well, I was in the nursery for part of those and like, that's why we have the podcast, right? Like, I always come home and she's listening to Stephen Furtick and Rick Warren. And I'm like, do you ever listen to me at all? No. But risk. And, and the, really the main idea of that is if we're going to achieve great things, that we're going to have to be willing to take great risk. Anything in life. If you're going to do something great for God, if you're going to do something great, it's going to require a substantial amount of risk on your end. Whether it's an investment in a company, there's a guy we were golfing with at this tournament, My bro, Bob and I were golfing, and he talked about this, this new electric car that's, I don't even remember what it's called, is Bob in here? No? Tesla. Like this thing's, uh, like goes zero to 60 in like four seconds, and it's, it's all, there's no fluids in it at all, it's just battery operated, it looks really cool, and he was like, their stock in the last like year has gone up 700%, I'm like... See, why couldn't I know that, you know, like a year ago and could have invested into that? But the guys who started that company are doing something that no one's really ever done in that, the electric car kind of field area. And so they went all in, that they had to, they had to make a huge risk in order to see what's happening now, the product that's, that, that's there. And it's very popular. They can't keep up with the demand. Uh, there's no fuel. You know, you know I mean, imagine if you had really no maintenance on your car, no fluids, no fuel cost, and you can get in at their base model at like $45,000, which you go, that's a lot, which I can't afford that car yet, okay? I don't want you to get the wrong idea here. Uh, That's not something we're looking at, but if you think about the money, you say, so they went all in, though, to make that happen, and so for us as a church to to do great things and for you to do great things with your life, it's going to take us taking huge risks. Jess and I took a risk when we came here. Other members who have come on our team have taken a risk to come here. And, and some of them moved here without jobs and trying to figure out what God wants to do and how he's going to provide. And, and remember, we talked about when we take action and, and we're being faithful to God, he's going to be faithful to us. And so as Jess and I took a risk, uh, God was faithful. He's been there every step of the way. He's provided everything that we've needed. But in order for us to do that, we have to, first of all, be available. We talked about David and Goliath. You guys remember that? I had a staff and a sword. And we talked about for David to kill the Goliath, first of all, he had to be available. No one else was available. Everyone else was just hanging in the back. They wouldn't step out to fight the giant. And David was available. And so my, my question you to be for our church is what has God gifted you to do? And are you making that available to the vision that's happening here? making that available to get involved. Then you have to be faithful to what he's asked you to do. David wasn't just available. He didn't just say, okay, I'll go fight the giant. When the fight was on, he, he was faithful. He stayed involved. He, he saw the task through. 
And then we re- realize from David, too, that he was himself. He, he didn't try to be anyone else. They tried to put armor on him. wasn't his. He said, that's not me. I'll go out there with what I know and what, I, what I'm familiar with, just my slingshot. That's all I'll take on the giant with that. And then you have to be confident in what God's called you to do. And when we do that, when we're, when we're available, when we're faithful, when we're secure in who God's called us to be, and we're confident in who God is and how he'll provide for us, God will do great things. And he's going to do great things in our church. And someday God's going to ask us as a church to take a huge risk to either buy a piece of property or, or existing space. And it's going to be a huge step of faith for us as a church to, to, to do that. But we're going to believe that when we take a great step of faith, that we're going to see God show up in a great way. And so risk is a key value of who we're going to be as a church, that we never want to become stagnant. We never want to become complacent. We always want to be willing to move the ball forward, to get out of our comfort zone, to see God do great things. So what's the first one? Second one? Third one? Fourth one? Fifth fun. It's the one everyone remembered. It must have been because the message was so good or something. I don't know, but... But fun, that we want to be a church that has, that's, that's fun, that when you come, it's fun, that, that we do things together that's fun. Like we went to a Clipper game a few weeks ago at the ballpark and had close to 70 people there. It was incredible. It was just a fun event that we had. We want our kids' ministry to be fun. When you pick up your kids, we want them to say, you know, that's like the first thing you ask your kid, hey, did you have fun today? Yeah, we had fun. It was a blast. We did this. We did that. And so we want our church to be a core value of what we do to be fun. So we'll be purposeful about making sure that as a church we have events, that we do things that make it fun, that are fun. And so we talked about our, our key point there was that God never intended for church to be a religion that you endure, but a relationship that you enjoy. That God never intended you know, your relationship with him and coming to church to be something that you just get through. Oh, we've all been there. We've all been to churches like that. And so we want to make sure that our church is a place that people don't go, oh, man, what time is it? When is he going to get done? You know, how many more songs are they going to sing? You know, like, like we want it to be a place that's fun, that, hey, I enjoy the people. I enjoy what happens. The service is always different, and we mix things up and do things that make it fun. And so that God, and, and the way that he views you too, is that you view him not as some you know, father who has all these rules and regulations for you, but you view him as someone who says, come to me, enjoy a relationship with me. In Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30, Jesus said, come to me, not religion, not rules, all of you who are weary, who carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden that I give you is light. And again, we talked about the yoke was actually for a rabbi, for a teacher, was their doctrine, was their philosophy. It was how they preached. And so all these other rabbis and teachers had this yoke that was real heavy, that was rules. And you had to do these things and you couldn't do this and you had to do this. And, and it was really hard for anyone to do. And Jesus says, look, that's not me. Like the yoke I give you is easy. It's grace. It's mercy. It's love. It's forgiveness. And that if we get our, the proper perspective of who Jesus is, that we don't see God as limiting, but we see him as liberating, that being in a relationship with God can be enjoyable, it can be fun, and being in a church and and being a part of what God is doing can be fun too. So we don't ever want our church to be something that that someone has to endure, that we want it to be something that they enjoy. And And we want to do it in a way to where you see God in the right way, that we preach his grace and mercy that's true to the scripture, 
Again, there's balance. We, you go through all these things. There is commitment. There is sacrifice that's involved in following God, but we want to do it in a way that you don't feel like you have to do it, but you want to do it. I mean, when I view God for who he truly is and what he's done for me, I'll want to do these things. And so we want it to be a place that's not limiting, but that's liberating. And so John 10.10, it said, the thief's purpose is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life, a life that's fun, that's enjoyable, that Jesus said, that's my purpose. The enemy wants to rob you of that. He wants it to be rules, that sin is really the thing that enslaves us, that limits us that we think will be fun, that leads us nowhere. And Jesus says, no, look, come to me. I'll give you rest. I'll give you something that's easy to carry. It's grace, it's mercy. The Bible says it's new every morning. So tonight, uh, today we're gonna close out. Our worship team's gonna come. Dude, record time. Look at this. You guys don't think I pay attention, but I do. It's rolling right there. I've been 28 minutes and 53 seconds so far today. And, that's, uh, and that was trying to get you guys to remember everything too. That was already rolling. Uh, and so, again, though, as we've recapped this series, these are, this is who we are. This is what we want our church to be. And so as we are creating a culture right now, you guys are a part of that. You're creating a culture of when people come to our church, and in four weeks we're going to launch. 19,000 homes are going to get an invite to come to our church. And we're going to have more room than this, I promise. Uh, it'll be set up different. Everything will fit everyone in. But it, it's going to be packed that day. And so the core team, the core members of our church, the people who are saying, hey, we've been there, we've been coming, we've been a part, you're going to be the people who establish our culture. So when people come in, however you act, however you greet, however you love, however you serve, however you're involved, that's going to be the culture that begins to take place in our church. And so, again, these values are, aren't just something that we put on our website, and that's why we've spent every preview service talking about them, and another one recapping them because this is who we want to be. As our team has got together, as God has given us vision, we said this is who Adventure Church needs to be. We need to be people of action. We need to be people of commitment. We need to be people who are in community together, who love one another. We need to be people who are willing to take risk, to go all in for God, to put all the chips in. And then we want to be a place that's fun. We want... People never to think that if when you come to church, it's going to limit you. And when you come to Jesus, he's going to put you in this box. Our theme for launch, and you'll see a card around your seat, is break out of the box. And we want to shatter people's perceptions of what they think church should be. That we have to fit this mold and look this way and do this thing and do, don't do that thing. And No, we want to break out of the box. We want to do church out of the box so people can do life out of the box. So you can really... Enjoy God for who he is and what he's called you to do. To think about that, that the creator, the one that has been since the very beginning and was before time, said he knew you before you were ever formed in your mother's womb. He knew you. That every one of us has a unique DNA that God has put in us, that he's wired us with certain giftings that other people don't have, certain perspectives that other people don't have. He's put you in environments that I'll never get to, to go in, that this church will never show up in, in that cubicle, in that workplace, and he's given you a purpose that's greater than anything else in this world that you could acquire of investing the best of what you have in people. That God, the creator, he knows you, and he loves you. And he says, my mercy for you is new every day. I don't care about your past. I don't care about your mistakes. I can use you just as you are, 
if you just come to me. If you just come to me. Say, God, I don't have much to offer. But what I have to offer, I give it to you. And God, my passions, my abilities, the giftings that you have given me, God, don't let me just use those for me. Don't let me just invest in my own kingdom. God, let me use those things to make a difference in this world, inside this church and outside of this church. And if we come to God with an honesty like that and we see him for who he truly is and we don't have to serve him, but we go, man, I want to. I want want to give what I can to you, God, so that you can use me to make a difference. God always shows up. He always comes through and he's gonna do something great in your life and he's gonna do something great in our church. So as we prepare over the next four weeks to launch, and as, as a staff, we're going to continue to do things and get equipment and to be ready for that day. But what do you have to do to embody these values, to make these, these values a part of your life, to say, man, when, I, when I'm at work and when I'm with my kids and I'm with my family, this is what I want to shine through, that I want to be someone that people know, man, they love God they serve God, that they want to make a difference in this world. If you'd bow your head and close your eyes with me today, I don't know where you are at individually, and we never want to close a service without giving you an opportunity to respond to God. And so today, if you're here and you say, Kyle, look, I'm, I'm far from God right now. Uh, I don't really have a relationship with him, and, and I need his forgiveness in my life. And today I would tell you, just as we've already talked about, that God loves you, that he cares about you, and He desires to to use your life and has a purpose. He created you. And so if you're here today and you say, I don't really have that kind of relationship with God, but I want one, that it's just a prayer away. The Bible says if we believe in our heart and then we confess with our mouth that Jesus is the Son of God, that he came, that he died for us so that we could experience forgiveness, and then you accept his invitation that we just talked about where he says, come to me, come to me that that's the only step of faith that you need to have this morning. So before we go any further, if you'd say, Kyle, that's me, would you pray for me? I need to, to connect with God in that way today. I wanna have a relationship with him. Would you just slip up your hand real quick? Is there anyone here today say, Kyle, it's me, pray for me. I need a relationship with God. Amen. Amen. For the rest of us, would you stand with me as we close out with this song today and I would just encourage you we always close with a song and and give you a time for God's word to kind of resonate in your spirit for God to speak to you and not just me to speak to you and so today as we close out I just want to encourage you to take a moment to just kind of focus in on God maybe the words of, of the song aren't even important but just have a posture of prayer before God and say God what areas in my life do I need to change so I can be who you've called me to be so that I can love people the way that you've called me to love them so I can be involved and committed and and a part of what you're doing here at Adventure Church. Let's close out this morning.